Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock. Sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Sherlock, sure listen. Ah, sure. Sure look, Ben. It's me, Justin Roiland, but uh, don't worry that I sound different because I've been replaced. And that, Ben, is just one of the pieces of news we have this week. <laughs> but sure, look, we're not just going to talk about Justin Roiland. We're also going to talk about the flash in the pan that is the flash. Haha, <laughs> I'm up in your business stealing your jokes. <laughs> you have some major Jonathan Majors updates. I do. And we've had a couple of bloody trailers. We've had a trailer for Craven. Uh, Wes Craven's Craven and we have a trailer for the three body problem which I assume I'm going to have to explain to you and I've seen Secret Invasion episode one the the, the secret drama Shall listen Michael if that wasn't enough and it actually is we're chock-a-block this week Chalky Bees Chalky Bees if that wasn't enough Michael we've taken a look back at one of the most beloved Beloved sequels to a franchise ever. We've taken a look, Michael. It's another episode of Exhumed. We seem to do Exhumed in doubles, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're taking a look at the the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. One of the most beloved Indiana Jones franchises. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Oh, who knows, Michael? Who knows? Let's find out later on the podcast. Oh, very good. That'll give us time to look it up. Benjamin, speaking of not knowing what's going on, there's no more Justin Roiland. Uh, oh, oh, bloody hell. Oh, oh, bad enough. Oh, bloody hell. I'm Richard. Oh, Mortimer. Mortimer. What's happening to my voice, Mortimer? Uh, yeah, sorry. So that was terrible. And I apologise yes. profusely to all involved. But, Michael, Very this week... This week, Solar Opposites, the popular Hulu show, once piloted by one Justin Roiland, released the opening sequence to its brand new season this week, Michael. And it was very humorous. Season two or season three? Season three, I believe. Season three of Solar Opposites, I think we're on there. Get up out of here. Yeah. So, quite interesting, Michael, for a number of reasons. For a number of reasons. And first of all, the entire sequence is very, very simple. It starts with one of the popular characters, Michael, saying, no, I'm just going to throw this lawn dart. Nothing bad could possibly come from this. And then he throws the lawn dart, Michael, and it hits the character famously voiced by one Justin Roiland in the throat. Oh, no. What does he say? Does he say, oh, geez, this is after hitting me in the throat, Rick? No, he says, oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, thankfully, Michael, because they're aliens on planet Earth. Aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, go get the voice fixing ray. And they go mm. and they get the voice fixing ray and they shoot it. But classic, in a classic solar opposites fashion, Michael, they're very incompetent aliens. No. And they only go and butcher it up. They make a dog's dinner of it, Michael. And he comes out sounding remarkably like popular British actor Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, him from Legion and Eurovision. From Dan Stevens of Eurovision fame, A Song of Ice and Fire, one of the only Will Ferrell movies that actually holds up. Yeah, that's not called A Song of Ice and Fire, but very cool. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> it is. It's called Eurovision, A Song of Ice and Fire. Is it? That's what it's called. Is it? I'm not making this up, Michael. I'll I check can't tell it now. Is, I can't tell if this is a bit. It sounds like a bit, but you're saying it with the sincerity of it not being a bit. Is this a, is a Song of Ice up. and Fire... 
Is the Song of Ice and Fire not Game of Thrones, Ben? It is, That's yeah, but I, but I think that might be part of the joke. Is that the joke? Is that what the Dan Stevens film Eurovision no, is called? No, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm so, I've let everyone down, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's I'm it called? Sorry. Is it remotely close? It is. It's not a million miles off. It's the story of Fire Saga, which in oh. fairness, in fairness, could probably be a Game of Thrones book. Oh, very much so, Benjamin. But Benjamin. I was wrong. Yeah. That means they've replaced Justin Roiland with Dan Stevens. Yeah, so this is the first of those to happen, Michael, after the allegations brought against Justin Roiland last year, which he has now been cleared of, I believe. The charges have been dropped, although that doesn't mean he's innocent. Hmm. I mean, legally it does. Legally it does, which is why I'm saying the allegations brought against him last year, Michael. And mm. I'm not saying when he got into a spot of trouble, because that trouble legally never existed. Never existed. And None as, of it ever happened and everything is fine. As the famous adage goes, Michael, where there's smoke, there's almost never fire. Mm. If you get away with it, it never really happened. Benjamin. Yeah, it's a classic. Are they going to replace him on Rick and Morty? Almost certainly, yes. Adult Swim has come out and issued a statement, or they did issue in a statement, back when it was a bit more controversial, Michael, and they said, here, come here to me, we're done with them. Huh. So seems pro- harder. Just, we're done with them? No, seems like it will be hard to replace the voices of Rick and Morty on the show Rick and Morty. Uh, th- then again, Michael, it seems like it, it wouldn't be. I mean, the amount of Rick and Morty impressions that have come out, including a competition run by Adult Swim before these allegations broke, which now, Michael, in hindsight, seems very serendipitous. Seems very, very suspicious. Ben, Almost but- like... Adult Swim yes. might have known <laughs> that something was coming. Well, isn't he a loose unit anyway? They must have always known this guy's a bit of a loose unit. He's no Dan Castellaneta. He's no... He's. You know what? You could set your watch by Dan Castellaneta. You couldn't by Justin Roiland. Be a bloody yeah. drunk watch. <laughs> so anyone who's listening now, just do bear in mind that we recorded this before those allegations about Dan Castellaneta came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's very important for future episodes. For posterity, <laughs> very, we didn't yeah. know. We didn't know at this stage. We thought you could set your watch by Dan Castellaneta. We had no idea that he also had an allegations watch. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. Ben. Yes. Speaking of things that no one could have ever known. Yes. The Flash has been an absolute commercial failure. Yeah, because it's shit. Oh, it's because it's shit. That's it's why. It's shit. It's because it's because it's shit and because of the allegations. mm Mm. And because of um, it being part of the rubbish Snyderverse. Yeah, no, it's shit. Yeah, it's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, did you see the box office numbers, Ben? I, I think they're pretty rough, Michael. Very bad. What I'm hoping, Michael, and I'm, I'm quite pleased to see it do poorly, to be honest. And not oh, for my usual selfish nerd reasons. I do believe that Edward Miller is just, is just an egregious being. And I'm I'm quite happy that their actions have negatively impacted the success of this film. I don't know if it's only Ezra Miller. I think the bad word of mouth, the lukewarm reviews, the not really going anywhere nostalgia, and the yeah. fact that it's rubbish. All of those things have probably played a bit of a role. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's rubbish. Ben, it has been beaten in its in its second week, or maybe even in its first week. By Spider-Man. Spider-Man is back ahead of it. Embarrassing. 
very bad. A vastly superior multiverse film is Spider-Man, Michael, which you still haven't seen. I still haven't seen it because you snuck off and saw it out, remember? I, yeah, sorry, I hurt your feelings on that one, Michael. I no, won't yeah, do yeah. it again. I probably will, but I, I'll try yeah. not to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, absolute bomb. An absolute critical and commercial bomb. Less than 200 million opening, Ben. Yeah, if you one can of my... Imagine. <laughs> it's rough, rough for a huge Warner Brothers film. But Michael, I am convinced more than ever that we cannot trust the folks over at TikTok because all I heard from them, hucksters the lot... All mm-hmm. I, except for us, we're on TikTok. Go follow us. Uh, yeah. Hucksters a lot, apart from us. Because all they went on about was how this was like a brand new wave of super. It's shit. Piece yeah, of shit. Just shit. Just shills, Ben. They're just shills. They're just shills for big Hollywood. Not us. Not us. Not us. Unless Although, anyone has any someone, money. If someone would like. We'll yeah. shill. We'll shill. Anything. Anything. We'll shill. Sure, look, sure, listen. The podcast that will shill. For money. Even. Look. If you're big Hollywood and you've got a new project coming out and you've got a $3 million marketing budget behind it and you need Ben to shill for the new buddy cop movie starring Justin Roiland and Jonathan Majors, Ben will do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Stick that Miller in there. I'll do it. I, all of us, my tune will change. Oh yeah, yeah. You get, uh, you, you're, you come and you tell us that you're making, remaking Lethal Weapon 3 with Justin Roiland Jonathan Majors and Ezra Miller as the Joe Pesci character, then we're in. Sold! Absolutely sold. Maybe I don't Ezra Miller done... could be Mel Gibson. I don't know if you've done this intentionally, Michael, but Ezra Miller as Joe Pesci stand-in, solid. Yeah, yeah, solid yeah, yeah. call. Yeah, very good. We, maybe we'll invert it. We'll make, we'll, make, we'll make Jonathan Majors Mel Gibson's character. What do you mean and invert? Because we... isn't, isn't it Mel Gibson and, and Don, Danny Glover? Isn't that... Is that lethal? Oh, weapon? you mean inverted because they're race? That's what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. That's Inverting the most important the races, thing about Michael. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, you see, I don't see color, Ben. So, I didn't. I wouldn't consider that inverting it. I see. I see. <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. Maybe big Hollywood don't want you to shield for them. Well, Michael, that's all dependent on whether or not Jonathan Major survives his court appearance. Oh, yeah. what an unpleasant segue. So, Michael, August 3rd has been set as the, the first hearing on the allegations against Jonathan Majors, the actor, uh, who was accused about four months ago of yeah. uh, physically assaulting his then-girlfriend at the time. Mm. And, yeah, so it's been set, Michael, and it's it's gotten a little bit interesting. Um, now, there's there's been... His attorneys have outlined some of how they plan to, to defend him in court... Not all of it. They're just giving you broad strokes of the thing. Um, and apparently, the taxi driver of the vehicle in which the alleged assault took place is willing to testify... Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is mm-hmm. willing to testify in favour of Jonathan Majors. Now, that doesn't mean anything, Michael. You can buy a witness. Okay? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's no issue. That's no issue. So, hold issue. on a minute, Ben. Hold mm. on a minute. Hold on a second. So if the if the witness is willing to testify in favour of the alleged perpetrator, you can buy them. Yes. But if they're willing to testify in favour of the of the alleged victim, <laughs> you're a they're a good bag. egg. You're a shitbag. 
You're a classic shit bag. good egg taxi you, driver. You you will not rest, Michael, until we are cancelled for rampant misogyny. There's no misogyny. There's it's, a little bit of misogyny. There's no misogyny. I haven't we, said anything about men or women. I'm talking about Benjamin. The legal system. Very good. Very good. Now, Michael, a few other what? things have been revealed here, which might lend a little bit of weight to your reinterpretation of this issue. I'm so, not reinterpreting any issues, but go on. There, there are apparently text messages from the victim in this case towards Jonathan Majors that may exonerate him somewhat as to his place in all this. Oh, go on. There are also there is also CCTV footage of the alleged victim entering a nightclub after the incident took place and looking absolutely fine. Oh, so it was only a gentle couple of slaps. We don't know. That's that's not what's been that's not what's been said here. So, what happened was the initial things were that um, the victim at the time sustained neck injuries and a bloodied hand in this alleged assault in the mm. back of the taxi. However, apparently, then went on to a nightclub with some friends. The CCTV footage of that nightclub apparently shows absolutely. No damage to the victim at that time. Alleged victim. Ben, is there anything to be said that they might all be bad eggs? I think they're all bad eggs. I don't think there's a winner here. I think think it's two groups slinging shit at each other and seeing who says they smell first. Mm. I think that's what we're dealing with. And Creed 3 wasn't very good. Creed 3 wasn't very good, Michael. A bit of a pastiche, some would say. Yeah. I found out... I found out, Michael, that uh, Sylvester Stallone wasn't allowed to take part in that film, or chose not to take part in that film because he's had the rights to Rocky taken off him. Yeah, 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 no use. Snuck away from him. Snuck away from him. Big Hollywood, Ben. Big Hollywood. Big Hollywood. bastards. No good. But anyway, uh, Jonathan Major's court date is set for August 3rd. His team alleges that, uh, you know, they are going to strongly fight this and they have evidence to do that. However, other lawyers in the the lawyer sphere, Michael, that's what it's called in legal terms. Yeah, the lawyer sphere, yeah. Yeah. They allege that this is an aggressive attempt to make the victim stand down. The alleged victim. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's how legal defense works a lot of the time, isn't it? Yes. You just scare people. Not yeah, like yeah, Jonathan yeah. Majors in the back of a taxi. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Ben. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of scaring the absolute shit out of people, we saw the trailer for Wes Craven's New Craven. Michael, do you know what I love? Did you love the film Morbius? The film Michael Morbius? That's the one. That's the one. You've picked it right out of the air, Michael. I said to myself, do you know what I love is when they take a beloved character. Yes, go on. From a very well-established superhero franchise. For example, a Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Well, some of my favourite characters from the Spider-Man franchise are Spider-Man. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? Really, you couldn't imagine any other character from that franchise interacting in that world without, say, Spider-Man. No, maybe Venom. You could probably you could probably get Venom, but you'd probably have to get one big A-list actor, Michael. Yeah, you'd get him out of the dilithium mines. Get him out of the dilithium mines, Michael, where he might have been serving under the Romulans. Yeah, yeah, it's Tom Hardy. It's Venom. Tom Hardy. Now, you get yourself a Tom Hardy, Michael, and you get him a, a high-caliber actor, Michael. A top-tier, Oscar-tipped frequently, has experience in the superhero realm, loves to stretch himself kind of actor mm. like Tom Hardy, mm. and you might, you might get away with it. No, you won't. It's rubbish. 
It's rubbish. Yeah, venom shite. Venom <laughs> shite. But for some reason, Michael, they, it, it did well. Venom did well. Fiscally. Fiscally. If not emotionally. Critically. Fanically. Yes. Not at all. Savaged. Absolutely savaged. Because, Michael, one might not see the point in doing a Venom film without his classic nemesis, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, Benjamin, one of the best things about the producers of the Venom film, Sony, is that they are great at learning a lesson. Yeah, they really pick it up, Michael. The lesson they learned from the fiscal success of Venom was, let's do all the Spider-Man baddies. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's do everyone's everyone's favorite Spider-Man baddie, Venom. Yeah, let's get him. Everyone's in there. second favorite Spider-Man baddie, Carnage. Everyone's third favorite Spider-Man baddie, Michael Morbius. <laughs> I think that might have been the stretch, Michael. Yes, this is a little bit of a stretch because then they made a Michael Morbius movie, which we saw two years ago. And Michael, as you as you well know, as you well know. What is it? A, a critical fucking dynamo, Michael. Just <laughs> sailed away with the praise of fans and critics alike, Michael. Everybody loved it. It starred everybody's favourite non-problematic actor, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Benjamin, to quote yeah. the English, nah, we're rubbish. Nah, f- fuck it, mate. Oh. Fuck it, mate. It were rubbish. Yeah, it were rubbish. And, Michael, at least I can understand some of the logic for Morbius, because they went, well, let's try it with an anti-hero. Because Michael mm. Morbius isn't strictly a villain. Right, right, right. Go on. And they went, let's let's try that. And then, Michael, they said, oh, well, we probably won't get a sequel out of this. But come here to me. What if we took, what if we took possibly one of Spider-Man's greatest villains, Michael? Venom. No. Doctor Octopus. No. Mysterio. No, the one villain, Michael, that pushed Spider-Man to the edge of his sanity more than the Green Goblin. What if we did that? Yes, Kane. And that'd be good for the next Spider-Man, Michael, because what would happen then is bloody Tom Holland would be pushed to his limit, Michael, and might don the black suit and kick off the whole Venomverse. And Sony said, yeah, we like that idea, but we're just going to do it ourselves. We're going to do it ourselves. We're going to do a film about a man who gets bitten by a radioactive lion. Yeah, so Michael, this week we got the trailer for Craven. It's Morbin time. Craven two is Morbin Michaels. Yeah, that's what we got. Michael, this dropped right as we were recording the podcast. We got a trailer for Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven. What in the hell is going on? Have Sony learned absolutely nothing from Morbin? The answer is the answer is no, Michael. The answer is no. Not a single lesson learned, Ben, from Morbius. Not one. Not, Not an one. iota. They've gone and they've released, literally, scene for scene, the same trailer. It's Michael Morbius. It's Michael Morbius, too. This time he gets bitten by a lion instead of vampire bats. Why does Sony like animal vampirism so much? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, Michael? Why are they so in love with London? What's going on? What's that on? about? Why are they so in love with the concept of two brothers? And they don't get on. Torn apart by one. And it's so obvious that the older brother is going to become evil, Craven. He's chameleon. He's going to be the chameleon. Oh, is he going to be the chameleon? Or I'd, the... I'd put money on that, Michael. Because he, he looks to be the timid, snaky one. Oh, I see. He could turn into a snake. 
And Michael, if we've learned nothing else from this trailer, it's that this family is Russian descended. And we know that because of Russell Crowe's brand new pact to never be in a film that doesn't allow him to do a silly accent. Russell Crowe has just a love of silly accents that <laughs> I just it speaks to me so much, Ben, because me and Russell Crowe are about as good as silly accents as each other. But he what? gets to do it on the hundred million dollar stage. Somebody needs to sit him down and say, Russell, have you heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, yeah. You'd have gas crack, Russell. You could be a character from Russia one week. You could be a Greek god the next week. You could do any funny. You could be Jekyll and or Hyde. You could do any sort of funny accent you want. Michael. We have had this. We, we're making this out to be a joke, but honestly, the last three things we've seen him in, he's been a mock Greek in one, a mock Italian priest in another, and now he's a mock Russian daddy. It's great. It's fabulous. It's absolutely fabulous stuff. And he's already in both of these universes. Well, he's already Zeus in Marvel. He's already Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in the Dark Universe, that very popular and successful series. Such um, a hit. Why do they need to be in more franchises? Michael, this gets even more confusing when we look at what they've done to Craven. Look what they did to our boy. Well, first of all, it appears he's the goody. Yeah. What the fuck? His name is Craven, Ben. They are taking all of Spider-Man's most heinous villains and they're just giving them a little lick of, of good guy paint. Yeah. Yeah, and then saying, you're not born a villain, you're born a villain. But That's what they said. That's They're like, you're not born a villain, you're made a villain. And you're like, okay, but like, nobody made him. He was bitten by a radioactive line. He was bitten by a radio... Ben, I cannot believe that he was bitten by a radioactive line. I can't believe it. Michael, it's going to turn out that that line was bitten by a radioactive spider. I think that's what that spider... <laughs> I, I think that's what that spider scene in the fucking thing is about because Craven wakes up we have a very 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 smoking Chekhov's cobweb put in front of us Michael there's a there's a split second scene where there's a whole bunch of spidery boys coming mm. down from the ceiling yeah. and I, I, I think we're going to find out those are genetically modified spiders that bit the line that's fucking gas Ben I hope the internet rounds on you thoroughly when that turns out to be completely wrong yeah uh, they'll get me did you see him though lepping around off walls like a young Michael Morbius did you see him when he charged forward with the hunger in his eyes of a young Michael, Michael Morbius? Morbius? I did, yeah, I did with his long hair akin to a young Michael Morbius. Michael, I tell you what, he was the cut of a young Michael Morbius. <laughs> but you know what's annoyed me more than anything? They let Russell Crowe have a silly accent, but they didn't give it to Aaron Taylor Johnson, the actual craven, famously carrying a real heft of a Russian accent. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got he's got to be Englishy, kind of generic Englishy, Americany, transatlantic. Man. Yeah. Hey, Trans- now you listen to me, Spider Man. Slap. Um, and yeah, we got. It's kind of Craven. I don't. What I would love to know is why Sony took a look at his original power set, which is given to him by a shamanic potion. Oh, is it? I thought he didn't have powers. And then they went, and then they went, no, nah, it's a bit far-fetched. What could we do? What about a shamanic lion? What about if a radioactive lion bit him? Isn't that what? how everyone gets powers? Yeah, that's not far-fetched at all. Stick it in. The good thing, though, about the whole thing, Ben, is they're going to do the rhino justice on live action, finally. Yeah, that's going to be good, isn't it? I've always wanted to see rhino transform into the rhino. That's what I, that's what I want from my rhino. <laughs> ben, we absolutely laid into the Flash last week for having appalling CG. 
We did, yeah. But that lion, Jesus Aww. H. Christ, that looks like it was done by someone who's heard a description of a lion. Michael, it is, it is, it is the modern medieval equivalent of someone scribbling down a lion based on. Oh well, they're there's they've got four legs, bigish, and they're bigish, and their Big eyes enough, are a yeah. bit different. Their eyes yeah. are a bit different, and uh, radioactive that's a hair. Yeah, that's a, radioactive that's a hair. as fuck. There's a tarot card in it for some reason, Michael. <laughs> Did you see the bit with the tarot card? No, I blanked it out. It's a shamanic lion, Michael. Um, come here to me. What is he's it? On a, he's, he's on a vendetta. Yeah. For no reason other than his dad was a bit of a prick. Mm. Uh, and I love it. I love the logic, Michael. My, my father puts evil into the world and I take it out. Oh. Great. Oh, Great. What a, Look, what a load of can't shit. wait, Benjamin. The only thing I can't wait for even more is what's next. Michael, Michael, I cannot wait for Otto Octavius, played by Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha I'm, Baron Cohen bitten by a radioactive octopus. I'm ready for it, Michael. I want the vulture played by Adrian Brody. Bitten by a radioactive vulture. <laughs> bitten by a radioactive vulture. Except I don't think those are sexy enough, Michael. Oh, go on. I think I think Sony kind of goes with, who's a bit of a hot flavour at the moment? Let's stick him in there. Michael, so what I'm really, really, truly holy, holding out for is Sandman played by Jamie Dornan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bitten by a radioactive sand. Yeah, bitten by a radioactive grain of sand. Although Michael, that, that is pretty much Sandman's origin yeah, story. Fuck. Um, Shit. We've accidentally come full circle and given Sony their next idea. They're going, write that down. They can't even take a crack at us for Write that it down. One. Radioactive sand, he said. <laughs> Michael. Michael, the best thing about this is Aaron Taylor Johnson's six-pack. Oh, he's got some abs. He's got some fucking abs on him. He's got some abs on him. And some balls on him for doing this. This is fucking silly. Very funny stuff. (laughs) It's Craven time. It's Craven time. (laughs) Oh, very good. Oh, fabulous. Very good, Benjamin. But look, Mm. there are also smaller things coming out. Go on. On Netflix. Yeah. Such as, for example, Three Bodies. How many is that? Is that too many? It's 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 called the three... It's, it's a bit of a problem, Michael. To be honest, Three Bodies is a bit of a problem. Oh, very good. Look at us. Witty. Uh, Michael, we got a trailer for a relatively renowned Chinese sci-fi novel adaptation, Three Body Problem. Yes, very good, very this exciting. On Netflix. Very good, very exciting, Michael. So to give you a little bit of background on this, Michael. Oh, um, me personally, because I know. You, oh, do you mean do you, the listeners? Do you know all about Three Body Problem? Yeah, yeah, I've read it in English. Have you read it in English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ben, yes, you know, I quite like science fiction. Michael, you love science fiction. You should yeah, do yeah, this yeah. then. You you tell the listeners. No, no, it's a, it's a book. It's a Chinese science fiction book. Oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to and tell them anymore. Aliens. Yeah, oh, well, a- okay, okay, right. There's aliens. Give me a bit more, yeah. Well, it's a classic Ben mixed timelines book. Yeah, there's loads going on. It's the olden days and the future days and the Chinese days and the and the far future. But uh, there's aliens, Ben. Yeah. And the aliens are like, our planet is fucking shit. Yeah, that's fair. Does anyone have any better planets? Come here to me. Do you, peop- do you, you know any good planets going, do you? Do you know any good planets? And the people on Earth are like, all right, guys, what about here? And then... Everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't have told the aliens that we're here. 
Yeah, that's not a great idea. Yeah. Exactly. But the aliens are like, oh, don't worry about it. Chill. It's going to take us fucking ages to get there. Yeah. Like hundreds of years. Good. And then the humans are like, all right, well, I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll fucking get ready. Oh. So when the aliens when the aliens show up, you're like, ah, surprise, we're ready, you fuckers. But, Ben, some of the humans are like, nah, it'll be grand. Because when the aliens will come, they'll sort it out. They'll be sound. Yeah, because that, that's always worked out in the past. Invading forces so, are often very sound. So we'll be pro-aliens. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll be pro-aliens. And then the aliens, Ben, are like, right, well, it's going to take us ages to get there. But what if we sent massless particles that were also supercomputers ahead of us? Oh, that'd be good, to, wouldn't it? To muck about with the humans. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. A, a classic so Discord kind of move. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they send Discord. They send the app Discord. Yeah, so they send the app Discord, which we are on. The link is now in the description. The Hop up on the, the Discord. Yeah, yeah. We're not aliens. We're not saying we're part of this alien preparation plan. But if we are, you better get on the Discord or else we're going to fold you. Then again, we would say that we were, weren't were aliens. That is that is how we would sell That's it. So you'll never know. The alien, yeah, you'll never know. That's what the aliens would say. You'll never so anyway, know. Ben, it's, a, it's a science fiction. It's, it's an excellent, hard, speculative science fiction classic. Go on, tell me more. Um, And now it's coming to Netflix. Yeah, it's great news. Great news. Netflix yeah, are yeah. sure to make a rather mediocre adaptation of it that we'll all watch anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems to be what Netflix particularly like about it is... One of the aspects of the book is that they they have a kind of VR thing. Yeah. A kind of... Uh, an, an uh, Yeah, VR is the best way to describe it. They have a VR where you can VR the alien planet. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? No. And No, no, it wouldn't. It's awful. It's a shit planet. That's why they don't want to live there anymore. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because they rotate, Ben. You see, they rotate around three stars. The three-body problem. Oh, that's the three bodies! That's the three bodies, Ben. Because famously, Ben, in physics, the three-body problem is the difficulty in predicting systems with three interacting bodies in gravitation. Oh, thank you very much, Michael. I had no idea that's what the three-body problem was. This that's, is a yeah, hard speculative fiction. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like um, they live on a planet of random weather. It's like um, the world of J.R.R. Martin's Game of Thrones, but to oh, yeah. the extreme. All right. So, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the whole planet's on fire and sometimes it's ice. Well, that's not good, is it? Exactly, it's no use. It's very hard to adapt, Michael. Impossible, because you can't plan, you can't predict anything. I suppose because there's three rotating things in gravity. Exactly. So sometimes you're like right up close to two bloody suns, and you're like, ah, oh, I'm fucking boiling. And then you're right up close to three suns, and you're like, this is literally lava now. So oh, we're so that, all that die. bit of a, a bit of a three body problem then. Exactly, Benjamin. Oh, very good. Three body problem. So the aliens are like, well, we're just going to go to Earth and nick that. Michael, you explained that very well. That's what they're up to. You explained that very well. You should do a podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will. Um, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm thinking of setting one up. Um, but yeah, it's gas. It's gas. Good, good, uh, good. Very hard speculative fiction. I have lost track, Ben, because I read it a while ago. Yeah, go on. But it's a three book series. It is, and yeah. I don't remember what happens in each of the books, so I might have spoiled something there. I've just realised. Ah, you've probably I don't spoiled think so, You've probably no, spoiled the so. whole thing, Michael. Um, no, I we'll, haven't, wa- I we'll haven't. watch it anyway. Yeah, look, I'm excited about it. Funnily enough, uh, well, you would be if you've read it and quite like it as a book, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you'd it be, should uh, hard pressed not to. You'd be hard pressed not to, Michael. It's a great work of hard speculative fiction. Um, is it a great work? Oh, it's too late now, Michael. I've said it. 
You've said it a couple of times. It's out there now. They'll put me on the blurb for the next one. They will? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they will? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. They're a grand bunch of lads, the Chinese. Grand, grand so, bunch of lads, the Chinese. If they'd like us to shill for them, just get in touch. We'll shill for Big China any day of the week. Any um, day of the week, we'll take your fucking money. Yeah, 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 we will. Just you heard, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah. You won. <laughs> You'll have any of it. Send it over. <laughs> Send it over in big suitcases. Send it over Hilarious. in, uh, like, single massless particles. That, yeah, so send it, it on faster. to us through our Discord. Yeah, yeah. Any any way you want. Any way you like it. We'll we'll pick it up. Michael, speaking of what things that aren't very good. <laughs> yes. Go on. Apparently, Michael, there's a bit of a controversy, a controversy, if you will. A surrounding major controversy. Surrounding the new No, that's Jonathan Major. We've already done that. Oh, I'm off track, Ben. You're off track. You're off piste. The aliens. The aliens have confused me. Yes, well, they're confusing everybody in Marvel's brand new series about shape-shifting aliens. Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. We've got episode one this week, Michael. And whilst we should be focusing on, you know, the the quality of the show, the, the strength of the performances, the faithful adaptation of material, nobody's doing that, Michael, because Marvel have done the fucking silliest thing I've ever seen. What is it? Disney has used full AI generative art for their opening sequence. Ben. Yeah. Fucking rubbish. They didn't even use the good one. They used version two of (laughs) Mid-Journey. They didn't even use the good one. It looks like AI art from five years ago. Michael, Michael, some twat at Disney. (laughs) Some executive at Disney has gone, do you know what we'll do? Do you know what's hot right now? AI AI art. This is absolutely fine. Why don't we just do yeah. the whole sequence? Because scrolls are shifty, weirdy boys. So, and just, I've seen some AI and it looks weird and shifty. So just do that, lads. Just do that. Just do it. Just it's, do it that. It looks rubbish, though, Mr. Executive. It looks rubbish. But, but, sir, we've done a shit job. There are better versions of Mid Journey. You know, use version two. You just use, use version first two. Version. But yeah. it's on 5.1, sir. We can get photorealistic. Version two or death. I want I want my title sequence to look very unsettling and unpleasant and very reminiscent of a very short window of time in the AI art journey. I want it to look like AI art from about 2019. I'd like that. That would make me happy. Come here. What if we... What if... What if, right? What if we just took other people's work, right? Us, Disney, who are famously copyright litigious. Mm. What if we just stole it? Yeah, I I think this is so vague that it doesn't, the, the AI wasn't advanced enough when they made this to steal someone's art. So the, the interesting thing here, Michael, and where this becomes kind of interesting is there is currently a massive debate in the AI sphere as to the ownership of AI generated art. Yes. Adobe are leading the forefront on this because they refuse to allow other people to claim art made by their generator, which is Adobe Firefly. However, you could also argue that nobody owns the art that comes out of something like Midjourney. That leads us to a very important question, Michael. Is Disney aware of this and have they created their own stable diffusion engine from Disney copyrighted work? Or have they fucked it? It's a very interesting question. And I probably wouldn't take issue with this, Michael, except for the fact that there is currently a writer's strike in Hollywood over this very issue, where many, Mm. many of the big movie companies are going, no, we would never, 
We'd never do that. We don't need to sign it into law because we'd never. We don't need to put it in a contract because we'd never. And it's like, we'd oh, never we, do oh it. we did it. We yeah. did it. Don't, don't look at it, though. It's rubbish. Don't look at it, though. It's rubbish. Don't, it's don't so look at it. We're shit. embarrassed. That's, I think that's the bigger crime, Ben, because I genuinely don't give a flying toss about AI art rights. It, I, it doesn't bother me. I, know. I think it is. It, it's like every flash in the pan about rights. Now, having said that, like, <laughs> it does bother me that Disney own all intellectual property in the world. I don't think one person should. So I've always been in favour of loosening intellectual property, property rights, not that's cause, that's cause tightening them. That's because you're dying dying to make your Mickey Mouse fan fiction a reality. Fucking Mickey Mouse, I was going to call it, but then I found it was taken. But Ben, the <laughs> yeah. bigger crime on this is that it's fucking rubbish and boring. It's so shit and boring. It doesn't even follow a good narrative thing. It just no. shows there's a few things that pop up, Michael, that I couldn't fucking believe. There's a handshake and it's just two mushies intertwined. <laughs> it's gross. And then there's, there's a Samuel L. Jackson turning into a scroll, but it doesn't look like it. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's, it's so absolute shit, dri- man. Drivel. One of the worst title sequences they produced. Remember at the end of She-Hulk, they had those lovely hand-drawn looking art. That was nice. Let's get more yeah. of that. And She-Hulk was rubbish. She-Hulk was that shit. was good. Michael, this was so bad. Remember Daredevil season one's opening credits? People didn't skip it. Yeah, that was great because they paid artists a lot of money to design that and put a narrative yeah, behind yeah. it. But then they kept trying to do it in every other series for years and now we've ended up at this nadir. I wonder, Michael, did nobody... I wonder, did they have to hire writers to make storyboards for opening sequences to give some kind of narrative bend to it and the writer's strike kicked in so an executive was just like, nah, stick it into mid-journey, see what you knew. Stick it into mid-journey, just get mid-journey to make a random shite title sequence. Ben! Even even AI... Hang on. (laughs) Even AI companies are looking at this going, no, that's not us. Don't, don't, that's not our work. We didn't do that. We do way do better me. shit than that. That's don't shit. Do me. I didn't do that. That's I shit. I didn't do that. I would have put much better seeds into it. Yep, I would have I would have lashed seeds in there and I, I would have, have prompt engineered the fuck out of it. Oh, you wouldn't see the likes of these prompts. Oh, I would have prompted it to fuck. Yes. Uh, hey, mid-journey, imagine a badass motherfucker shifting into a, a scully shapeshifter. <laughs> With pointy ears, motherfucker. He's got pointy ears, motherfucker, and a wallet. But no, just rubbish. They just put, hey, Midjourney, imagine the worst opening sequence you've ever seen. Yeah, why don't you just obscurely paint everything in a version of Midjourney that came out two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and shit, shit, green. Make it green. Make it green. Make it green. (laughs) Ben, let's stop complaining about the title sequence. So did you actually watch it? No, I didn't get a chance. Sorry. I tell you what, you didn't miss an awful lot. Oh, no! I tell you what. No. So they're going for a spy has come in from the cold vibes. Uh-huh. They're going for Nick Fury has come in from the cold. He's kind of left the game has left him behind a little bit and he doesn't know who's his allies and who's his enemies. But everyone just feels a bit low energy and tired like the Marvel franchise. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's a bit low energy and tired. One of my favourite of all time, Ben Mendo Mendelssohn. Yeah. One of the worst performances I've ever seen from him. Oh, that's I leaned over to my upset. lovely lady friend and said, is Talos um, ill 
more as Ben Meldon's mental... Uh, excuse me, I can't speak. I said to her, is Talos ill or does Ben Mendelsohn just not give a shit anymore? I, I think Ben Mendelsohn cashed the cheque a long time ago. <laughs> and It's, it's very just, upsetting. Uh, he's probably just like, I'm good. I'm real good. One of the highlights, though, Ben, is that there's a classic Irishman suspense. Oh? Oh? Yeah. It's great. Got? It's got it's got Killian Scott in it, Ben. Who's Killian Scott? Get the fuck out Killian of Killian Scott played Tommy in Love Hate. Oh Tommy Yeah, you remember him, Ben. What's he doing in there? I like to think that ever since Nidge got in, he was like Barry Cowan's very good. Yeah. Killian Scott's a, it's just Nidge going around <laughs> telling tell you what, Disney, yeah. You're gonna put my mates in your fucking stuff, yeah. And I don't want to see them in no title sequence, right? Uh, and that's that's what's that's what he's doing. That's what he's just going that's around doing. doing. Killian Scott, very good actor, decent work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the lads real from Love Hey. Yeah, his real name's Killian Murphy. One of my favorite little tidbits. His real name's Killian Murphy, and he changed it because he couldn't get any jobs with Killian Murphy because it's already yeah. Killian Murphy. Because Killian ah, Murphy was who It's Killian Damien Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Killian Murphy. But the, oh, that's the other hilarious. Killian Murphy. And the other fucker beat him to it. So he's just like, yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, I'd be Killian Scott, I suppose. And, and then Andrew in, Scott uh, came along and he was like, ah, for fuck's sake. Ah, fuck it. But it's great because he's an Irish scroll, Ben. He's an Irish scroll to spouse. Get out of town. Is he a villain? Oh, of course he is, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, good. great. Um, yeah, it's kind of dull. It's kind of... I at times felt what they were going for and it nearly clicked. That's very upsetting. But it just didn't quite make it. And then a little bit rushed to have an episode one big shocking denouement. Is there a big denouement? Well, we're going to get into spoilers now. All right, all right. Secret Invasion. Brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. The title sequence is shit. Title sequence? The title sequence is shit. Yes. And other spoilers incoming now. Very good. You've almost got a little bit towards Matt Berry there. I did, yeah. It was very close. Um, so, okay. So, one thing, one big spoiler for... Well, not one big spoiler, but one slightly upsetting thing is everyone keeps telling Nick Fury, you've changed ever since the blip. You've changed ever since you came back. You've changed. It's like, all right, guys, we get it. We're supposed to think that he might be a scroll. We get it. We understand how this works, gang. We... we we get what you're saying. We we understand what you're saying. Um, and, you know, but Nick Fury's on the Sabre space station. Say, like, oh, he came back. But we didn't see who brought him back. Oh. So, well, might Nick Fury be a scroll? Don't really care. Probably. It do- doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Probably is. Um, it's disappointing in the sense that a lot of these things recently have been disappointing, where instead of a big epic event where you know it, it, you're tense the whole time and anyone could be a scroll. sure anyone could be a scroll, but you know who it most likely is the jobbing actors yeah it's the lads that are going to be there for an episode or two and then probably yeah. Killian Scott probably mo- <laughs> most likely them yeah and you know one or two of the big names but none of the twists felt very twisty so I, I can't remember Michael if this was a hit Back when it was a comic, was it? Yes. Was it a hit? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was a big. This was a big one for Marvel. The old Secret okay. Invasion. Yeah. Okay. It was. Um, and in particular, the kind of image that people remember from it is the revelation that Elektra gets killed and turned out to be a scroll. 
Yeah, that was a big one, wasn't it? And everyone was like, oh, I thought she was hot, though. And now she's gone all wonkily. Electra was very sexy. I remember that. Wasn't she sexy? But now she's got big pointy ears and a weird Thanos chin. Yeah, she's got a Thanos chin. Is she a scroll? And everyone was like, yeah, she is actually, isn't she? Are, but if she's a scroll, Why are you extending all your vowels today? Me? Yeah, was he not Talos in the in the original instead of Talos? <laughs> yeah. No, they, they do it, they do it, it in the show. They call him Talos. Ah, fuck off. That's yeah, Nick wrong. Fury's like, that's Talos, my friend. But that's like, not, that's not the name. Wasn't his name Talos before? Yeah, they do. I, I am doing it on purpose, but yeah. Um, Fuck. What are we talking about? Uh, so anyway. Electra used to be sexy. Electra. And then everyone was like, oh, if Electra used to be sexy, but she's secretly a skull, who else is secretly skulls? Who's secret like, skulls? Fucking could. Everybody, most likely. We can do a big spoiler here, Margaret. It was Jarvis. It was Jarvis, but it was everybody. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's not going to be like that in this. It's going to be... You know, it's going to be maybe the president. Oh, not the, not El Presidente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've just introduced the president, so it could be him. I Who, guess it could be Don Cheadle. I oh, guess it could be. It's, it's Rhodes. It could be Don Cheadle. It could yeah. be, you know, any of those people who were living in the Skrull refugee slash rebel camp in Russia. Could be anyone. Could be Doesn't anyone. Everyone is scrolls. Everyone scrolls. Ben, the big sh- shocking revelation of it, or the big shocking event, is that Maria Hill seemingly gets killed at the end. Oh, I don't know yeah. if I care. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's kind of the thing where you go, oh yeah, okay, she had Norm- a good run. Normally I'd say, you know, because I'm a misogynist that I don't care. But in this case, I think I genuinely don't care, and not for a bit. I just don't think Maria Hill has ever lived up to the expectation people had of her. No, she was good in Avengers. Remember, she had that blue jumpsuit and she was like, get get the Hawkeye in the truck or whatever. Yeah, she's pretty lethal in the comics, though. Like, Maria Hill is Nick Fury's successor for a very long time in the 616 continuity and does a very good job of being kind of a badass lady spy master. Hmm. And then in this, it was always like, oh, yeah, there's Colby Smulders. There she is. There she is. Now she was off, uh, who's your mother? She's off, she's off, who's your ma? Yeah. <laughs> how how I met your ma, I was scundered down the back of the pub and uh, Absolute fucking beluget. Ben <laughs> anyways, yeah. look, I didn't write it, I didn't think it was great. It wasn't awful. Yeah, um, but it, nothing to write home about, Michael. No, that's the disappointing thing. Some fairly big bits of like stunt casting as well in terms of Olivia Coleman and uh eyebrows, what's her name? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark, yeah. So like Two big bits of casting there. That is and big casting. Neither of them were. It is, especially Olivia Coleman. Yeah. But, you know, not. Yeah. Ter- Olivia Coleman essentially plays M. Oh, good. Yeah. I like Olivia Coleman. Is she any good in it? Is she good? Does she make an effort? Imagine Olivia Coleman playing a slightly sinister M. Um. Okay. All right. There you I, go. That's that it. doesn't really grab me. I didn't really no, it, 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 it's not terrible. It's not like repulsively bad, like okay. some of them have been recently. Okay, but it's just not gripping. My good lady friend said, "This is not about superheroes. Where's superheroes? But give me more superheroes, or fewer, whatever. Not what the a, Flash. Uh, yeah, less less of those superheroes. Hmm. 
But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Fine. I'll watch the next. I'll watch the next one. But I, I watch this one on a Thursday, Ben. That, that oh okay. You watch this one on a Thursday. Do you know what I watched on Thursday this week, Michael? What did you watch on Thursday this I week? I watched Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Did you say Skindiana Jones? Skindiana Jones. And then <laughs> Is that I realized the version. Uh, yeah, I realized about halfway through. I was like, I don't remember Indiana Jones getting his tits out. <laughs> that didn't happen. It did though. And it's, uh, yeah, he did. He gets his baps out all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got that yeah. flowing shirt. Yeah, Skindy. Yeah. Skindy. Skindy. Ben, yeah. Stop this vulgarity. Yeah. We decided. Go on. In light of the upcoming. Indiana Jones on the Kingdom of the Broken Hip. We decided to have a look at the previous. That was good, wasn't it? We decided to have a look at the previous Indiana Jones film, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And you watched it, and I watched it. Yeah. And we're not gonna we're not gonna worry because this is exhumed, Ben. Our semi regular series where we have a look at a bit of old pop culture. It's old, tat. It's old. So so we're not gonna worry about spoilers or no spoilers. But why don't you just tell us? What did you think of it? Michael, the, the only thing I came away from this viewing of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with is that the people that wrote it don't understand magnets. <laughs> they don't. There was lead. There was magnetic lead. There was yeah. magnetic gold. The The magnetism seemed to be set to random. Like it could practically pull a crowbar out of a grown man's hand at one stage yeah. and then just lightly move a compass at another stage. Yeah. Bonkers magnetism. Now, Michael, Michael, no great master of magnetism am I. No, that's Eric Lenschner, a.k.a. Magneto. But even I understand the finer points of if something is a powerful enough magnet to pull ceiling fucking lights around and stuff, yeah. it doesn't just stop working when you need it to. Yeah, well, you put the lid on. I, what I particularly liked is that the writers of Indiana Jones 4 came up with a special kind of plywood that is so molecularly dense that it yes, negates yeah. the effect of magnetism. Yeah, yeah, it's a molecular plywood or whatever. Fucking ridiculous, Michael. Now, Michael, <laughs> that's a silly gripe. When, when, I, when we talk about it realistically, Michael, there are many other things that are a little bit unrealistic about this. Bloody Indiana Jones hip... Maintaining itself throughout the film. <laughs> Ridiculous. I tell you what, Ben. Yeah. So this came out in 2018. Yeah. Or do you, do you have more Two, things that you want to complain about? 2008. What are you on about? Sorry, 2018. Did you have, sorry, did you want to complain about more things there? I just you wanted one on. more thing, Michael. It's go good on. to know that when the apocalypse comes and all the nuclear yep. bombs go off, all I have to do is hop in a fucking fridge. Very good. I'm done. So... It came out in 2008. It wasn't particularly well received. No. It wasn't beloved. And a lot of the criticisms of it are some of these ridiculosities that you're yeah. now bringing up. Yeah. In particular, the fridge and the monkeys and the aliens were the three things that upset people. Yeah. But I watched it there the other day. With my lady friend. Yeah. And I thought it was surprisingly good. Michael, this holds up better than it has any right to. It's a fucking grand film. It's fucking grand. There's a moment, there's a turning point in the film where it goes spectacularly off the rails. Yeah. For about 25 minutes. Yeah. And then it pulls it back in the ending. There's a very weak sequence in towards the kind of the back third. Go on. Which basically begins when they 
reach the jungle. Oh, the fucking jungle sequence is awful. The jungle sequence is awful. And a lot of people have a lot of problems with this movie. And a lot of people blame the problems on Mutt. I don't think it's anything to do with Mutt. And I think it's just because in 2008, just like 2023's Ezra Miller, it was easy to blame Shia LaBeouf for anything that was wrong with the film. Yeah, because Shia LaBeouf and was I the think, punching bag for a classic franchise. Yes, exactly. Mm. And Shia LaBeouf kept being put in front of us in the late 20s, in the late 2000s. He, he was and fresh off Transformers and Constantine. They kept putting him in front of us and saying, here's your new guy. He's your sidekick now, but he's going to be your new guy. And we we're all like, nah, we don't want him. Nobody wants a new guy. But Mutt Williams is not what's wrong with this film. He's grand. By, he's absolutely grand. By the standard of Indiana Jones bit part sidekicks. Fine. Michael, this is a great Indiana Jones film and people are going to come for me. But this is better than Temple of Doom. Oh. This is going to get me in a lot of trouble. This is oh. going to get me in a lot of trouble. Go on, keep go on. going. No, go on. No, no, you go, go on. on. No, so, this is what we want to hear. Temple of Doom is racist. Yes. Temple of Doom is very messy. It's not very yeah. culturally sensitive. It, no. It fucking pushes some pretty harmful stereotypes. Ah, yeah. It's voodoo in India, which isn't how voodoo works. But anyway, it's it's not a great film. There are some sequences in Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, that are equally as egregious as the jungle scene in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Benjamin, you were actually saying to me before we sat down that yeah. you found Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom quite racist. But at least in Crystal Skull... You thought when those pygmies all started coming out of the wall and shooting poison arrows at Indiana Jones, you were like, yes, finally an accurate depiction of Mesoamerican culture. All right, screen. you fuck. All right. <laughs> you were like, this is like every Peruvian I've ever met. They're always <laughs> lepping about the place and shooting their blow darts at me. And all it's, right. It's great. It's great to finally see it on screen. <laughs> I deserve that. That's fair. Um, but no, I, I think... If it's not better than it's equal to. The, it, the, I think it's better than than uh, Temple of Doom. But not necessarily for the racist thing, because it's a little bit racist. It is a little um, bit racist, that's true. It's a little bit racist. It's it's not egregious. Look, old media is racist. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing it. we the can world, do about it. The world used to be more racist than it is. So casually. But so even <laughs> even if we step away from casual racism, Michael. Yeah. This is a better yeah. film in terms of solid Indiana Jones archetypes being used to propel a good old-fashioned archaeological adventure. The first 45 minutes to an hour of Indiana Jones is on a little adventure. He gets in trouble. He gets fired. He meets Mutt Williams. They decipher a clue. They go to Peru. They explore a tomb together. That's some of the best Indiana Jones stuff you'll ever see. That's Indiana Jones bingo, baby. Harrison Ford is an ageing action hero. Yeah. Who still can hold his own. He's got a shimmy on. Do you see him get up He's those crates at the beginning? Not a Lepping up crates, what? Ben. Lepping up crates. I am and he can to... hold his own. One of my favourite things about it is Mutt Williams is obviously being positioned as a bit of an action hero. Yeah. But Indiana Jones holds his own and outshines him a lot of the time. Several thousand times, Michael. Now, look, 
again, you you rightfully pointed out, Shia LaBeouf, bit of a douche these days, right? And has kind of revealed himself over time to be a bit of a tool. However, at the time, Michael, he was just the punching bag for a franchise. But the one thing that you can't say about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is that Harrison Ford doesn't do a great job coming back as Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's an older Indiana Jones, but he's still action-packed. He's still the same old character. He'll help a person in need begrudgingly. He's like, he finds out about a mystery and he's like, well, I can't not go and solve this. Michael, there's a few hot and steamy scenes. At one point, we get Harrison Ford in a white T-shirt when he's been interrogated from the janitor from Scrubs. (laughs) And all I could think to myself was, Jesus Christ, this man's an A-list Hollywood star. He's got a quiet smolder, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a quiet swagger that runs the room. That run, yeah. dude, one of my one of my favorite lines in it, and I'm going to butcher it now, Michael. But it's the scene in the diner between him and Mutt because there's a few accusations flying around. There's no chemistry. Bullshit. Bullshit. They have a great tête-à-tête every once in a while, and one of the ones I like is you don't always have to get so angry to prove a point. And there are mm. so many great sit down, and you believe him. You're you're kind of in your seat before you know where you are. And one of the things I really like about it is. There's there's so many criticisms of a younger Indiana Jones from an older Indiana Jones where he's like, you don't have to get so angry to prove a point all the time. All Indiana Jones did in the first three films was, oh, God damn it. I better punch a Nazi so. I better punch a Nazi so. Um, the one thing I will say is there's 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 too little Nazi punching in this one for me. Well, there's no Nazis. There's no Nazis. It's all Ruskies. It's all Ruskies, Ben. And he's, yeah. he's punching plenty of Ruskies and they're falling into pits of giant ants. But... The fucking... Ah, the, oh, those ants. Jesus Christ. Okay, hold on. The fridge. Yeah. The fridge. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. The fridge is a bit farcical. But it is Indiana but, Jones. Yeah. And it's a heavy, lead-lined fridge. And I actually think that sequence holds up pretty well. I think the really thing that takes you out of it is how far the fridge flies. Not the concept of the fridge itself. It's just the fact that the fridge flies through the air hundreds of yards and bangs off the ground and then creaks open and he's fine. If they had underplayed that a tiny bit. Yeah. Like the bomb was pretty far from the town. Yeah. And he and he was in a heavy like that could have worked. Yeah. Um in fact, if you just recut it, and you know, my good friend Andrew Sean Ben sent me a load of uh, who also happened to watch this the other day. Hi, Sean. Sent me a load. Of, he sent me a load of re-edits. Oh, very good. Did he do and, them? Uh, no. Oh. This is a popular thing on on Indiana Jones fandom. Oh yeah. Is to edit out some of the worst excesses of this movie <laughs> and make it a a very good movie. <laughs> and you can actually just edit out the fridge flying through the air, do the explosion, and then have Indy crawl out of the fridge and not show it flying hundreds of metres. And it looks fine. And I know I said yards earlier and now I'm saying metres and I'm mixing up my measurements. And I don't care. But, Michael, here's the thing. What is it? It's It's a perfectly serviceable Indiana Jones film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people won't like us saying that, Michael. This might get us cancelled more than any of the misogyny. <laughs> well, I've got a bit of misogyny coming up, but oh, good. I think the other thing that people didn't like about this, Go on. which has really 
cooled off with age is aliens. That's the thing. Yeah. People were stunned that this was about aliens. I personally liked it then and I like it now. I think if you're setting an Indiana Jones movie in the 30s and the 40s, that was all about mysterious artifacts and mummies and ancient curses. And the 50s and the 60s was all about nuclear scare and alien. And I was, I thought that was fabulous. The CG is crap. When the aliens merge back together, rubbish. Weird. Crappy 2008, the most generic alien design you've ever seen. The skull is cool. Yeah, the skull is is a fun prop. I and it's practical. I like a practical prop, Michael. Mm, you do. Bring it on. That. I love a practical prop. There are a few agreed like by today's standards according to some of the films we've seen lately, good CGI. Not too shabby. Oh yeah. Absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah. We saw the flash. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Much better than that. But there are a few sequences that are shoehorned in. I think purely to amp up the action and the jungle sequence is the most egregious for a number of reasons. First of all, there's no weight to the physics of the jungle scene. The cars just kind of float around like bumper cars. There's a weird sword fight. Mutt knows how to fence for some reason and can hold his own against a Russian super spy. Well, in his defence, he does say at the beginning that his mother sent him to like posh schools to try and make him like his dad, who we assumed was his stepdad, but it turned out to be Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones the whole time. I actually, and again, the weird sword fight. I think that the weird sword fight is great, (laughs) except for when he does the splits and takes six or seven shots to the nuts from plants for no reason. It's not going to happen. Why did you do that? Why? And I tell you what, edit that out. That's a great sword fight. It's pretty, it's pretty solid. But one of the biggest problems that it has, Michael, is that it's graded in a very 2008 way. I could, this looks like 2008, the film. Yeah. So I think, I think one of the biggest problems that a lot of viewership had is that when you watch the classic Indiana Jones, you're not going to beat film. It's got that lovely film grain that gives it an instant cinematic and nostalgia quality. It's the movie you watched in the 80s on the big screen. It's, very calm colours, very natural colours across the board. And there's a grim and gritty feel to the first three Indiana Jones films. He's sweating a lot. He's running through jungles and temples and pits. And it's it's a sweaty, hard life as an archaeologist. Everyone's smoking a fag. At night time, it's very dark very hard Mm. to see you can't tell if you're grabbing a rope or a snake and in this it's just so polished and there's no there's no filmmaking to it do you know what i mean it's just i was expecting the rock to come out of the bushes at any minute with a tan vest on with a tan vest on and saying oh indy good to see you buddy yeah yeah exactly yeah so here's my hot take ben go on you give me a hot take the moment that this goes off the rails yeah, go on. and it doesn't recover until the end sequence is the moment Marion steps out of the tent. Very irritating. She's she's in the wrong movie. Now, I don't think it's entirely her fault. Not at all. Because it, no, but I think she's not blameless either because I think she's awful in it. <laughs> because she, th- there's no sense of danger or fear. She's just... 
she's in this car that's chugging around the dungeon. She gets a smack dungeon, jungle, jungle. She a gets dungeon. a smack in the face. Yeah. She gets a smack in the face off some bushes as she's driving by. And then the next scene, you look at her and she's just, she's in the car like this. Hey, I'm having I'm a, a lovely film. time. I'm in a film. Um, but also an incredible waste of John Hurt. Uh, Oxley. Yeah. Or uh, what's so, his name? Yeah, Oxley. Yeah. Oh, it's Oxley. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Sean said this to me. Why not merge those characters and have it be her who went mad? Yeah, that'd be good. And 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 Mutt could just tell Indiana Jones, it's your friend, Marion Ravenwood. Let's go get her. Yeah, because that'd make sense, wouldn't it? It would. It would. But then that starts, when those two characters are introduced, that starts the sequence of bad ideas. The monkey swing. Yeah. The ants. Yeah. The you know there's just a bad half hour scene. Marion driving the car off the cliff into the tree, yep. and the tree lowering them down. Yep, um, that's all rubbish. But then once they're in the water, it gets good again. Do you know what the other egregious thing about this is? Go on. It's the first time that we've ever had so much explanation in an Indiana Jones film. Go on. So. Oxley is, a, is, as you said, a waste of a character. And he's far too commonly used as an exposition dump. Mm. Uh, oh, they're not aliens. They're interdimensional beings. In point of fact. In point of fact. They're interdimensional beings. They're aliens. Shut the fuck up. They're aliens. <laughs> they're just they're aliens. aliens. That's what they are. Um, and it's okay. It's fine. So anyway, we get a lot of explanation about what this is. And I don't think that's an Indiana Jones thing. The Indiana Jones moral is always, don't fuck around with mystical objects you don't understand. That's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, so Raiders of the Lost Ark, we we know that you're not supposed to fuck around, but there's no neat bow on it at the end where Indiana Jones says, oh, well, you know, it, uh, God was in the casket, so you can't look at God. He just says, oh, no, the, the warning says, close your fucking eyes. So you close your fucking eyes and everybody else gets a face melt. Yeah. At the end of Temple of Doom, it's mystical Indian stuff. But we'll yeah. never understand exactly what happened. There's no Scooby-Doo whip the mask off moment. There is a force out there that can be harnessed for evil and you shouldn't fuck around with it. Mm. You shouldn't mess around with it. Raiders of the Lost Ark, don't go chasing holy grails. Nope, just stick to the Mayan icons that you're used to. And they were so close, Michael, because they mimicked the end sequence of uh, Raiders of the... Not Raiders, uh, Last Crusade, to the letter, right down to... she. She's a Nazi, she talks in her sleep. There's another righteous, divine act wrought against the female character who wants too much. Yep, by her own hubris, Benjamin. By her a, own... A young, a young Kate Blanchett. Yeah, getting just fucking smoked by an alien. Kate Blanchett, a very inconsistent Russian accent. Oh, very all over the place. I am Russian, yeah. or am I? Hmm? <laughs> Very all over the place, Dr. Jones. <laughs> Dr. Jones, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was that was a bit rougher in the end. But Michael, a perfectly serviceable Indiana Jones film that I don't think deserved the hate that it got. Now, I watched this when I was 17 years old, Michael, um, yep. in 2008. So I was, I was peak angsty teen. And I remember 
going around going, this is fucking stupid. This is fucking stupid. Because, you know, you can't have another Indiana Jones. I didn't know what I was talking about, Michael. I didn't know what I was talking it's about. Fine. It's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not great. What I'm, what I'm most looking forward to seeing is how they handle the fact that Indiana Jones got a happy ending in that one. One of the funniest things about this, Michael, because I look at some of the criticism, and some of the criticism of the original is, oh, Harrison Ford is too old to play Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh, wait, you think he's 80? <laughs> like, we are now fucking 13 years later again. Hmm. And we're getting... 15. 15, 15 sorry, years. 15 years later again. And we're getting Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Michael, set in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still swinging digs, but we're going to find out now. Now, it's going to be done in a quick side note. Marion died after a long and happy life with Indiana Jones. And Mutt is off doing his own thing at college. He's finishing school. He went into right. archaeology and he teaches at a university. But fuck me, that's silly. Mm. I tell you what, though, Ben. I don't think we will. I think, I think either... I think it might be something to do with Harrison Ford. But Harrison Ford hates these characters so much that Indiana Jones is going to be a miserable old grump with a horrible life. But that's what I want. I want that. Is it? I, I like I like Harrison Ford. I like grumpy Harrison Ford. He's so grumpy. I like um, him. What, the other criticism, Ben, was um, how dare they present us this Mutt Williams character and imagine that we're going to take to him and he'll take over and be in the next film. Yeah. Well, I hope you weren't too annoyed by that because uh, here's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, man. If, if, if the, the only thing that'll piss you off more than... Bloody Shia LaBeouf is a woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 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 And she's a feminist. Oh, oh probably, yeah. Oh. Anyway, I'm going to watch it, Michael. It'll probably be all right. This was fine, and it actually made me less nervous about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, this was fine, and it made me more nervous, because I think the Dial of Destiny is going to be absolute fucking rubbish. <laughs> Love it. I love it. Um, so come here to me. Come here to me, Michael. What Michael, Michael, Michael. If you wanted to dial some destiny. I'm not doing the poll. It's too late for the fucking poll. We did the poll. Who's the best Indiana oh, Jones? It was Indiana Jones. Son of a bitch. Indiana Jones won. Uh, we gave you Laura Cro- Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Laura Croft. Whichever one it is. We gave you one it's of the Lara. Crofts. We gave you Nathan Drake. And we gave you Nick yeah. Cage from National Treasure. Yeah. And everybody voted for Indiana Jones anyway. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. He's great. Uh, so anyway, come here to me, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. If you want to dial in for Destiny, you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. You can find Where? us on the interwebs at www.shomrabeug.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. It does indeed. You could find us on Instagram at your Luxury Listen podcast. She looks to listen in English. Yeah, you can find us on bloody TikTok at your Luxury Listen podcast. Sure look, sure listen. Yeah, and then, ladies and gentlemen, the best way to get in touch up with us is to sow some Discord and hop up on the Discord down below in the comments. Hop up on it. For all your latest tepid gossip and news. <laughs> Last week's news today. Last week's news today, in case you're slow like us. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it from us this week. Bye-bye. What's next week, Ben? Uh, we don't have anything Michael we have a production meeting tomorrow to discuss that oh very good well, I hope we don't forget bye everybody <laughs> bye everybody bye see you, see you next week bye bye, bye. <laughs> see you next week bye <laughs>